Kathy Zaka. Hi, I'm Susan Offen. And I'm Laura Potter. And we're your hosts today for Pure Truth. We want to welcome you to our podcast and thank you for listening. Today, our topic will be how to equip ourselves to walk in the new wineskin. That's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And our scripture for today is from Psalm 25, 4 through 5. It says, Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long, I put my hope in you. That's good. All right. So last week, we talked about new wineskins, you know, and we simply can no longer operate in those old wineskins. What we were doing obviously wasn't working. And since the old has gone and the new has come, we now need to learn or equip ourselves to walk in the new wineskins. So how do we do that? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, the good news is we don't have to do it alone. We have the Holy Spirit who's been teaching God's ecclesia to do just that. Many of God's children have already been prepared, and many more are on their way to learning what the Lord wants to teach us in this new era. The Lord will guide us. He'll teach us. He will show us the way. There is no detail that He will leave out. The new that we are stepping into is completely different than anything we've ever experienced here on earth before. What God is going to reveal and bring us out of will be shocking, but it will pale in comparison to where we are headed. Mm-hmm. It's something to really get excited about. Yes. So let's jump in to our discussion on how to equip ourselves to walk in the new wineskins. Laura, get us started. All right. So for about 23 years, God's been showing me each day, you know, how to walk in His ways, in the ways of Yahweh is what He said to me. Yeah. And so when I go to Him in prayer each morning, He gives me His daily instructions. And whatever's on His heart... I want my heart to align with his. That's awesome. And so this is how I receive my marching orders for the day. You know, I think when I've explained this to other people, you know, who've asked me, how do you hear from God so well? They give me that nod and they and then that look, yes. you know, as if to say, well, that's uh, great for you and all, but uh, I don't know if I'd be able to dedicate that much time to spend with God. Right. But, you know, see, that kind of thinking belongs in the past. I've heard that from a lot of people, but that really needs to be a part of the past, not yeah. not today not and where we're going. Kingdom. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. You know, if we truly want to walk in the ways of Yahweh, in the anointing, that's what the wineskins, it's a new anointing that we're walking into. Right. That God needs for us to walk in, then we have to adopt a new way of living. To stay in step with the Father's heart and move according to the way that He wants us to move, we're going to have to have an intimate relationship with Him. And it's going to require time spent alone in prayer, hearing him, and receiving his instructions. Yeah, and I want to stop you right there. You know, I want to comment on what you just said about how do you hear from God so well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get it. A lot of people look at me strangely when I talk about it, too. Right. You know, I really think that that's a heart issue. If you truly want to get to know God more intimately or deeply, you're going to have to make the decision to set aside time to sit with him. It's a choice, and God loves it so much when you choose Him over everything else. And He'll bless you in ways that will make you crave more and more of what He has to offer. And since I've been doing it, my whole perspective on life has changed. You know, things are just easier when God is first place in your heart. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I know we talk about it a lot on our podcast, but again, we want to encourage you to spend intimate time with the Lord. It will change your life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just so important. You know, one of the times when I was just spending time with the Lord, back when I first started just receiving His words, yeah. it was in 2020. Yep. 
So on December 18th, 2020, God gave me these instructions. He said, Hear my words, Laura. Hear my voice. Take heart and fret not, for the time has come for my people to draw near and hear what the Spirit is saying. Many people do not hear my voice, and they come to their own reasons for how I move. You seek me out for answers, and that's the way it should be. No presumptuous thinking can take the place of what is my truth. I am with you, and I am in you. So take heart and don't be filled with confusion. I am with you. Hear my words and mark them well. I am with you and all is well. Strengthen your mind by staying close to me. Reinforce your mind by coming to me. There's nothing that can come between us when you stay close by my side. Move and adjust with me. I will stretch your mind. I will increase your productivity. I will sweep, sweep you away like never before and move you like never before. I create in you a new heart. I create a new mindset. I love that. And then yes. he said, unfurlow your mind. And so when he said that, I looked up the word unfurlow, like the word furlough. Yeah. And it just meant a military, it's a military term for a temporary leave of absence. So in this case, Lord was calling me or calling us to come to him and put our minds back to work, like get out of vacation mode and get to work. Mm. And he said, and come with me on a journey far beyond what you can see. Let me teach you things you still do not know and cannot comprehend. Let me take you where no man has gone. Let me show you my throne, my majesty, my place of dwelling. Hearken to hear my voice. And I thought, okay, I need to look that word up yeah. too. So I looked up hearken. And it means to give heed or attention to what is said, to attend to what is uttered with eagerness or curiosity, to observe and obey, to comply with. And okay. so he, then he said, lean in with everything and hear me speak with unhindering voice. This is your choice. So it's our choice. I love that. Right. Yeah. It's your choice to whether you want to draw closer to the Lord or, or you want to just of- stay in your... Yeah. Same old mode, you know, and still be doing the same old routine right. and still not having the answers. Right. Right. But you've got to go to him and have that intimate time alone to get the answers you're talking about. Yeah. It's totally a choice. He would never demand us to come to him or he doesn't want robots. Right. No. Right. He right. wants us, our hearts. Right. Right. Just Unity, a volunteering. Community. Yeah. Yeah. Out of love. Right. Yes. Yeah. You know, many Christians believe that they can just, you know, like we talked about, just keep on going the way that we've been going for years. And they again, can. it's your choice. You yeah. definitely can. But God is calling his people, his disciples, his ecclesia to move forward in the ways of the holy. That's good. Yeah. You know, we're now living in a kingdom age, right? It's here mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And if we want to be moving along with what our Father is calling us to do and have the privileges and the blessings of working alongside of Him in tandem, we have to change our ways of living yep. and our routines. So I believe we have always been called to be holy and lead lives that are holy and pleasing to God. Yes. But I'm hearing from the Lord that we need to live like this, like His a called and appointed and chosen people, living holy lives set apart from the ways of the world. I'm not suggesting that we go, you know, live separately from the world, you know, living like a monk, you know, right? <laughs> right? But we are called to be in the world, but not of it. Right. You know, John 17, 16 through, 7, 16 through 18, actually, it says, they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to it. Use the truth to make them holy. 
Your word is truth. Yes. You sent me into the world in the same way I have sent them into the world. That was Jesus talking yep. you know, to his disciples. Right. Or actually was praying that prayer to God yeah. in front of his disciples, and they wrote it down. Yeah. <laughs> so here Jesus is saying we need to go and live lives in this world just like Jesus did. Yes. You know, he also says in his word, his word is truth, and it makes us holy. Right. So, spending time alone with God in prayer, seeking his words and thoughts, and seeking God through his word sets our hearts in the right direction. Yeah. Right. That's good. Yeah. It's good. On January 18th, almost three years and one month later, I received these words from the Lord on holiness. He said, Magnificent is the name of the Lord. Magnificent are the ways of the Lord, God Almighty who takes away the sins of the world and sets things right again. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Remember to walk in the ways of Yahweh all the days of your life. Let not the things or attractions of this world creep into your heart and life. You are mine, and you must live according to my standards and according to my set ways of living. Because you are mine, and because I am holy, you must be holy and set apart as my chosen people. I will do mighty miracles among you, my people, so you must be prepared to walk in my ways, the ways of the holy. I will prosper you in ways you've never seen or experienced before. For these days are coming. In fact, they are here. Reach out for me in your daily life and in your daily routines and ask for me to pour out the blessing of heaven upon you and upon the work that you're doing. You are my chosen people, appointed to do good works upon the land and in every kingdom of every land, you must take a stand for me, Almighty Yahweh. Be bold in your mission. Be bold with your voice. Let nothing stand in your way to bring the ways of Yahweh into this darkened land. You are the light of the world. Don't let anyone tell you different. You are my children made in the image of me. See yourself as I see you, not as you've always viewed yourself. Rise up to a new standard, the standard I've set for you. You are not a second-class citizen, but you have been made a citizen of my kingdom, and that sets you up on a higher plane. I, I don't want to interrupt you. I love the way he speaks. <clears throat> I know. You know, he wants to encourage us all the time and letting us know, you're not a second-class citizen. Right. Right? Right. You're a citizen of my kingdom. He totally elevates our thinking. Yes. yes. You know? The enemy pushes us down, yes. makes us think like we're not valuable, we're, right. not, we're worthless, right. and God just totally lifts He's us like, up. that's not yes. what I created you for. No. Yeah. And that's why he's saying we have to elevate our thinking yes. and come up on another level, a high level, right. and understand that we're called to be holy people, yes. set apart from the rest of the I world. Kept, I kept hearing yes. that through, your, through what he's saying is the holiness, the holiness, the holiness. Yes. And once you get that intimacy, that closeness with him, there's no going back. Right. Yeah. Right. There's no going you back. Can't. Right. You can't no. accept anything less than that because it's well it's you've a, tasted and you've seen. seen. Yes. And the Lord is good. That's right. Yes. And you don't you can't it's like I've tasted this really good food and I can't settle for that anymore. Right. You know? Right. I won't settle for McDonald's drive thru. <laughs> You know, you I, have want that the, I want the gourmet stuff. You have the steak and you don't want the spam anymore. Right. right? Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's good. You need to set yourself up for better food. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he said here, he says, you have the authority. Again, he's he's showing us who we are, right? Yeah, right. We need to have a whole 
different mindset of mindset. Our, our identity yes, and yes. who we are in Christ. But he says, you have the authority to break off curses, to set prisoners free, to deliver people from the bondage of sin. Everything you have seen me doing can be done through you for my glory. Remember all I've taught you through the scriptures. Now apply that to your thinking. Nothing is impossible through the power and the authority that I've given to you. See, we just need to be seeing ourselves and acting just like Jesus. Right. That's why we're called Christians. Right. Because it he, means little Christs. Yes. Yeah. He modeled for us. Right. Right. That's good. He also said, by faith, you can move mountains that have stood in your way. By faith, you have received me and received my salvation. You are mine. And nothing can stop you from doing my will here on earth. I have already paved the path for you and made the way clear. You are ready and equipped with all that you need, but you must put your faith into action and set your feet to move in my direction. That's good. Report to me all that you see standing in your way and then command the angels to do as you command. They will do things on your behalf that must be done only by my spirit. That's good. Remember all that you have received from me and all that I've made possible for you. You are now my holy vessels, able to do mighty miracles here on the earth. Don't let the lies of men convince you that you're anything less. Believe all my promises, and these things will come to pass. Believe in me, and you will prosper in this land. Yes. So, to walk in the ways of Yahweh, in the anointed ways of God, it means that we have to also adapt a new mindset where we are priests of God, here to rule and to reign with Him, bringing the things of heaven to the earth, just like a priest. Yep. That means we have to start learning to walk in our new roles and see ourselves as God describes us, not in our old ways of viewing and thinking about ourselves. Right. So if God says to order His angels to be sent out to bring, break down some strongholds within our nation, then we need to assert ourselves under God's authority and speak out with decrees of what He's telling us to command. Right. This is how we'll begin to walk in those new wineskins. Right. You know, when you say that about about the angels, you know, commanding them to come down, He sees what we cannot see. Right. He's telling us what to do to fight and defeat the enemy. Right. We just have to listen and do it. And the angels right. are there to do what we command. Right. See, and I mean, everybody always thinks, well, God sends his angels. Well, he does. He does. But he also wants us to work. He says, again, over and over, he keeps telling me to work in tandem with yes, him. Yes, that's a partnership. That's partnership, right? So if he says, I want you to command the angels to do this, right? then do it. Right. Don't go back to any religious thinking that says, I can't do that. Go back to the word and read what the word says. Right. Right. Right? So yeah. it's just, it's good. You have yeah. to always go back to the word. Yep. Yes. And then you you know, don't don't go by what somebody's taught you. It's right. the truth. Yeah. Find the truth out for yourself. Yes. Some of the things you can do is to spend time alone with God in prayer, just seeking his thoughts and commands for each day. These are the things we can do to walk in those new wineskins. Yes. Spend time diving into God's word, knowing it for yourself, like we were just talking about. Yeah. Knowing when to use it in warfare against the enemy or for building just yourself up and your brothers and sisters in God's truth. It's, good. it's always used to encourage yes. and lift people up. Walk through life with your robe. You need to imagine this in your mind. I see it all the time on myself. Walk through life with your robe of righteousness covering you. That's good. Living as God's priests. His holy chosen people. Those the robe of righteousness is Jesus' blood. Yes. And it covers you like a priestly robe. That's right. 
And so when God sees you, he doesn't see you, the sinner who screws up all over, over and over again. Right. He sees his son. Yes. He sees his perfect son. And, and that's why you can approach his throne anytime you want yep. because you're covered in the son, his son's blood. That's right. And then the other thing is to remember that we are royal ambassadors for Christ on this earth. And it's our job to be a shining light for all the world to see how God has blessed us and how he prospers his people. And that's how we walk in the new wineskins. That's good, Laura. That is good. Yeah. Yes. Well, you guys have heard me speak about my husband before on this podcast. Mm -hmm. He's a professional polo coach and player and a hockey coach. And I've picked up on a lot of things over the years through watching him advance his teams to a place of success. Mm -hmm. God was showing me how those same strategies need to be applied to God's game plan. Mm -hmm. We need to be prepared and ready for the new. Right. We need a new coach with new strategies versus the old coach and old strategies. A coach needs to stay in training with foundational truths. The rule book never changes, but new strategy is always needed. That's good. Yeah. And God's game plan and its desired outcome hasn't changed, and it still hasn't today. Yeah. He wants peace, love, and harmony. He desires all people to live in harmony. But the Old Testament strategy playbook, the Jewish laws given to Moses, for instance, didn't work. Right. right. People kept constantly griping, complaining, sinning, and rebelling, quite similar to how we're conducting ourselves today, nevertheless. Oh, for sure. He says the law kills. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It does. In the new covenant, there is a new coach and a different way of doing things with a different strategy. But he has the same desired outcome as God, peace, love, and harmony among the people. Yeah. Scripture never changes. Coaches do. Yeah. But up until now, we can name many coaches we've witnessed leading the people. To name a few would be Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, and all of them were human and fallible. Mm-hmm. Yes. We can read about them and their journeys and observe they were not perfect. Right. But now we have a new coach, Jesus, who doesn't just teach different plays or strategy. His plays were radically different. Yes. Mm-hmm. Old Testament people wanted peace through physical dominance, such as fighting, war, etc. They thought they could be at peace by beating all their enemies. However, Jesus came to teach true peace by living in harmony with one another and loving our neighbor as ourselves. Right. Jesus' ways were so radical that the apostles didn't even understand them half the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I think of all the coaching videos my husband watches each year that are re- required to update coaching certification for ice hockey. And it reminds me of the evolution of the skills and philosophies coaches need to refresh or learn anew. The coaching association wants all teams to evolve in which they're always developing to get to a higher point instead of remaining stagnant and coming back to their same high point they reached last time, like full circle. But this is not so different for us spiritually. We can be doing well in a season of our lives, feeling like everything's going our way, and then suddenly we transition into a season that isn't quite so. Right. And instead, it might seem we can't hear from God and that high lofty feeling has left us. We face stress from our circumstances, so we remain faithful in prayer and seek daily intimacy with God the Father as He will be with us through this valley as well. Yes, He will. 
And by doing this, we shouldn't be trying to just get back to that lofty feeling where we felt so close to God. Rather, we should want to go even higher with a deepening intimacy, like you were speaking about, mm-hmm. Laura. Our goals should be unlimited. Yes. My husband attended a coaching clinic with professional hockey coaches at an NHL draft here in Dallas. These were some of the best professional coaches who came to not just tell you what they knew about coaching, rather they listened to others' opinions on coaching as well. In other words, real good coaches know they can always learn from other generations, older or younger. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's, that's, really, yeah, it's that's very nice. being open to learning new, right. change. Right. And our best coach is Jesus. Yes. Sometimes I think we can have different attitudes about him. We can think, if I could just be a little like Jesus today, for example, a little like him to everyone today, or I can choose to be a lot like him to just one person. Yeah. I think our goal should be a lot a lot like him to everyone. Yeah. Right. Now, will we or can we do this? Mm-hmm. Probably not, but it doesn't mean we don't set our goal there. Well, we right. should try. Yeah, you know, we should absolutely. try to live a lot like him to everyone all the time. Yeah. Coaching's like a parable for spiritual reasons. Best coaches not only allow or invite mistakes, if you're not falling down, you're not trying hard enough. Hmm. Life can press down on us with circumstances which only means we press into the Lord that much more for mm-hmm. strength, right? Right. Yeah. I asked my husband about games because I know at this point in his coaching career, he teaches and practices and ultimately believes the games are for the players. He uses two to three word phrases in the games, not teaching, yeah. like you know, more puck or more on your feet and to direct their attention to know what to do instead of go here, go there. Yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. this reminds me of getting the Logos word scripture, whether it be words of affirmation of who we are in Christ. Some people call them the I am's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am a child of God. I'm redeemed, yeah. removed. And we need to get those words into us so we can be used in life. We can use them in life when we most need it. Yeah. And by faith, God will deliver us a rhema word or a personal word from God on what our next step should be in life. That's mm-hmm. good. That's really good. After watching the Chosen TV series, we can see various moments in which the disciples come to Jesus to complain or comment about another disciple. Jesus is always so patient. Yes. <laughs> For example, Andrew says something about Peter, Peter being very strong-minded and forthright to Jesus, and Jesus would respond to Andrew with, you know, Peter's got some things to work out. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, he needs to work those things out. Yeah. <laughs> In other words, Jesus allowed people's space to work things out. He didn't go over to Peter and scold him to get it together. Mm-hmm. Jesus simply let people be where they were. And he still does the same today with us. Yeah, yeah you know, because, I mean, if he was it, all controlling, then again, we'd be robots, right? Right. right. You know, but he, he knows the process that it takes to work things out. Yeah. Huh. And so he just, you know, leads us over here. and le- And you have to learn on your own. You know, when you've learned lessons on your own, hard lessons, yeah. you never forgot it, right? right? And it stuck with you for life. Yes. Yeah. That's so good. he knows, he, he created us. Right. He knows yeah. how we need to process right. things. Right. He, and he's teaching us how to think for ourselves, right. not yeah. him telling us what to right. do. All the exactly. time. Right, exactly. He didn't warn the person or people they were completely off base or tell them to hurry and get it together. He let them be responsible for their own journeys. He gave people space to settle into their own souls. Yeah, I'm going to stop you right there. I love that. I love that Jesus 
You said Jesus allows us space to work things out. And are we going to mess up and do or say the wrong thing sometimes? You mean, come on. Yeah, right, absolutely. Right. Yeah, we are. sure. But, you know, but the day. Lord, right? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes more than once a day. Uh-huh. You know, but the Lord gives us room to work towards correcting our mistakes, and it helps us grow into that maturity. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love the way you worded that, Susan. Oh, that was thank awesome. you. Um, you know, we can read scripture, watch videos, go to church, volunteer, pastor, be in a congregation, listen to well-respected prophets. All these can help us grow and experience. Right. It takes a lot of hours of practice and discipline to be an athlete. Yeah. And spiritually speaking, being a believer of Jesus is no different. It takes a lot of thirst, development of intimacy, and a relationship with God. Mm-hmm discipline of spending time with him and practice living like him in life right you know to equip ourselves for new wineskins requires us to get a whole new regimen going for training yes mm-hmm. need to repent change our old thinking it means so much more than being conscious stricken or contrite which is feeling of expressing remorse and guilt right mm-hmm. the greek word is metanoia like metamorphosis uh-huh yeah change which means to undergo a fundamental change in one's mind or character, change one's thinking. You know, when you were talking, and I'm thinking about athletes and and building themselves up, I just, you know, for the last, I don't know, month or so, I have felt like the Lord was saying, we need to be like Olympic athletes, Olympians. And we need to think of ourselves that way, that we're no longer just this uh, casual athlete. Right. We need to be trained up, in the Lord, like I said, it's a call to holiness, and in that I mean, we need to be Olympic athletes. Right, they're in constant. They training. are the elite. Right, right. They are the top top performers right. of the yes. world. Right, not just here in your little state or your city of the world. Right, and so that's what we need to be in training for and working to progress towards. Yeah, is being having that mental attitude like an Olympian. You know, that's that's constantly in training. Right. They don't really have a day off. Right. They are constantly right. in training, and they're always pushing the limits, going further than they did before mm-hmm. to, to be the best. And their mindset. Their right. coaches have them in this mindset that is mind-blowing. I mean, right. they, they're focused. They're set right. apart completely. And we super need focused. to do the same thing for this kingdom age. God right. wants us our mindset to be focused on that mm-hmm. yes. so that he could do what he wants to do. Everybody admires the Olympic athletes. Right. Everybody yeah. watches them, They're right? So and everybody roots for them, right? right? But it takes a lot of work it to does. get there and discipline. And that's, But that's what the mindset that we need to have for yeah. ourselves. Yeah. It's, it's, it's time to stop playing games right. and to get in the game. Mediocre. Right. Mediocrity will not work where we're, where we're headed. Right. No. And we have to get in the game and fight for that position. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's good. That is Just good. thought I'd add that. <laughs> <laughs> the way Jesus saw the world is crucial to understanding and living in the new paradigm, the new wineskin. Mm-hmm. The old wineskin says that the harvest comes only at a certain time and in a certain way. The new wineskin of the Christ mind says, but I tell you, look around and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. It's right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And give it, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put in your lap. Mm-hmm. That's good. The old paradigm says, yeah, I believe it when I see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the new paradigm says, ah, you'll see it when you believe it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's mm-hmm. good. The imagination right there. Yes, it is. see it so we can believe it. 
Yes. The essence of repentance is letting go of the old man, limited ideas, and investing our belief in new expansive ideas and change. Yep. The next step would be to replace the old thoughts with the new thoughts. We construct meaningful affirmations that keep our conscious mind interested and entertained. And then we practice them repetitively so that our subconscious mind is impressed with the change. Mm. Also, replace old patterns with new ones, not as temporary, but as permanent changes. Yeah. We become transformed. Our repentance takes on a visibility. Lastly, relax. <laughs> Let this process Chill work. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Chill. It doesn't mean we go back to old patterns. It means not worrying or straining for results. And be patient with yourself, Susan. <laughs> talking to myself <laughs> during the process it means bold things lightly and not condemning the old concepts just let them go mm -hmm. it's a process a journey that will take many twists and unexpected turns and always pray oh yeah always you know back to coaching they say it takes 10,000 hours of repetition to master something mm -hmm. wow being a believer and a follower of Jesus is no different. It takes practice. Yes, mm -hmm. it does. Michael Jordan didn't make every basket. Right. Alex Morgan, Messi, Jamie Benn haven't made every goal, but they're incredible athletes. Right. Yeah. Right. In polo, the potential attention span for learning for a horse and training is seven minutes. What do you think it is for a human? Wow. I mean, think about most classes. They're, what, 40 minutes to one hour long? Mm hmm And church, for example, can be from... An hour? Yeah, an hour, but 30 minutes is generally the sermon. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. You're not going to get all that you need to learn from God by listening to a sermon once a week. Right. right. You'll grow exponentially by spending more time surrounding yourself in His Word, in prayer, worship, attending Bible studies, and listening to other spiritual leaders. Or spiritual podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Great That's plug, right. Laura. <laughs> Little plug there. <laughs> when we stay near to our coach and remain in relationship and daily follow him, we will learn, train, fight, and learn how to fight spiritually. But most of all, love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love our coach, Jesus. Love ourselves and others as ourselves. Amen. And know that when your coach, Jesus, is pushing you, it's for a good reason to make you an elite athlete. Yes. An Olympian. Right? Yeah. So we can kingdom. run the race and right. win. Right. <laughs> yes. In, in Timothy 4, 6 through 8, it says, If you point these things out to the brothers, you will be a good minister of Je Christ Jesus, brought up in the truths of the faith and of the good teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Yeah. Are you in shape both physically and spiritually? Ooh, good. I'm lacking in the physical part. <laughs> <laughs> in our society, much emptiness is placed on physical fitness, but spiritual health, godliness, is even more important. Our physical health is susceptible to disease and injury, but faith can sustain us through these tragedies. To train ourselves to be godly, we must develop our faith by pursuing our God-given abilities in the service of the church. Are you developing your spiritual muscles? <laughs> you need to pump it up. <laughs> a work in progress. 
Yeah, you know, that's good. It, it does. It takes practice and it takes a lot of study, but it definitely moves you forward in the things of God, right? Yes. All right. So Laura talked about prayer and intimacy with God, giving us directions for each day. And Susan talked about having new teachings that will bring in new strategies, which mm-hmm. is really good. And both of those are needed for us to walk in the new wineskins. Yep. So I'm going to talk about the importance of listening to God's prophets who will give us direction for where we're headed. Yep. You know, God's revealing many different pieces of this amazing puzzle, and it helps us understand God's plan and his heart for where we are going in this new era. He gives his prophets revelation on what's to come. And when you hear a prophet speak, it's always important to make sure it lines up with God's truth. Yes. If you aren't sure about something you've seen or heard, pray and ask God to give you peace that it's coming from him. He'll let you know if it's his truth or not. Right. You know, God spoke through prophets of the Old Testament and the New Testament, and he's still speaking to his prophets today. He wants to encourage us that he hears our prayers and he's coming to help us. There's no denying his truth. And when he speaks, it's powerful. Hmm. And I want to reference Elijah List. You know, this has been around for a really long time. And Elijah List publishes prophetic words. And then there's also Elijah Streams. That's where video interviews with prophets are available to view. Mm -hmm. That is a platform that allows God's prophets to speak the words he has given to them. We've mentioned it several times in other episodes. And today, I'm going to read several different words from different prophets. And I encourage you to look them up and read the full word because it will definitely shed some light on what God's doing and what he's about to do. So I got the following prophetic words from Elijah List. So these are just words, they're not the videos. Mm -hmm. So the first one I want to mention is Jen, that's J-E-N-N, Nestler, N-E-S-T-L-E-R. And she received this word on February the 2nd of 2023. The title of the word is The Clashing of Kingdoms, A New Era is Here. And I'm only going to read a couple of paragraphs that I thought were really powerful. So Jen says, this new era will be marked by those who don't just talk about God, but have the tangible power of God moving through their lives. Many can teach about God, but does God show up in power when they are present? The days of following empty, dead, and powerless religion are over. Woo, woo. Love that. A new kingdom era is here. This is a clash of kingdoms. There will be some that rise and some that fall, but the kingdom of God stands strong forever. A new era is here. It's time to break free from the constraints of man and the bonds of religion. Put to death the flesh, pride, and shallow, dead works. The bride of Christ is awakening with violent, ecstatic praise. It's time to bow down and kiss the sun, and it's time for sons and daughters to rise up, take dominion, and reign with Jesus. Do not fear. Embrace this new era. Embrace this clashing of kingdoms. Embrace the shakings of the Lord. As kingdom activators, demonstrators, and innovators unlock new blueprints from heaven, unleashing this new era of heaven invading earth. Isn't that encouraging? That's good. Embrace the changes of heaven invading the earth. That's so good. Mm -hmm. You know? All right. Here's another one from Tyler Medina. She received this word on January the 28th of 2023. And the title of this word is Breaking Free from the Spirit of Religion. She says, recently I was getting ready to leave in the morning when I suddenly had a vision. In this vision, I was taken into a room that appeared to be inside a funeral home. Everyone was dressed in black, or everyone was dressed in black clothes and packed in this room, standing shoulder to shoulder and facing the same direction. And as I peered around, I saw a casket lying dead center at the front of the room. And on this casket were written the words, Spirit of Religion. The Lord spoke to me instantly and said, he was eradicating the spirit of religion in this hour, causing his people to break free of all ties to the spirit of religion once and for all. 
Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Yes. For too long, religion has taken a supreme seat in the hearts and minds of God's people, and it has blinded their eyes and deafened their ears from seeing and hearing the fresh voice, which is the rhema of his presence. It has caused many to find their comfort in religious deeds and duties as opposed to living out the fulfillment of their purpose, Mm -hmm. bowing low at the scar-pierced feet of Jesus. That's powerful. That's really good. God is wiping away the spirit of religion, and I love it. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right, here's another good one from Andrew Toe. This one, that's Toe, T-O-W-E. This one's from January the 21st of 2023. And the title of his word is Get Positioned to Run in 2023 with Supernatural Acceleration. And he says, The Lord revealed to me that in 2023, there will be an even greater divide between purity and pollution. Mm. There will be an exposure of pollution that has taken place in the church first. He will raise up those with clean hands and pure hearts in the coming days, while others will be exposed and removed. For those who remain consecrated to him, he will use them to demonstrate his power. It will be as in the days of Elijah, when he challenged the false prophets of Baal. God answered by fire. The prophets of Baal were were killed, and a spiritual awakening caused the people to fall on their faces and renounce Baal. Mm. Intercessors will arise and birth a revival reign that brings God's people out of famine. Elijah went to the top of Mount Carmel, cast himself to the ground, put his face between his knees, and prayed. Take note, he did not position himself as we imagine. The description given was that of Elijah in a common oriental prayer position, like that of a woman giving birth. He was birthing what he had heard in the Spirit, the abundance of rain. Hmm. I thought that was beautiful. This is from 1 Kings 18, 45-46. And it came to pass on the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. So the hands of the Lord being upon Elijah was in direct correlation with his ability to run ahead of Ahab's chariot and horses. The hand of the Lord is coming upon those with pure hearts. And they will see the miraculous power of God. Divine acceleration is coming as it did on Elijah. Just like an Olympic athlete. Just like <laughs> Very timely. Very good. Just thought that was interesting. Yeah. So, you know, God's telling us that in this new era, he wants pure hearts, not religious hearts. That was also a really good word. Mm-hmm. Yes. And here's yes. a final word from Teresa Phillips. This one's from December the 18th of last year, 2022. The title of this word is, It's a New Season in the Kingdom. And she says, recently, I sat and waited on the Lord for the future. This is what he said. In 2023 to 2024, we will see change. Yes, the kingdom will be advanced as roles inside begin to change. Places of worship will begin to fill as people hunger for something greater than what the world has to offer, Mm -hmm. says the Lord. I have had hidden ones who will emerge with directives of importance as a church begins to rise. And I've heard that so much over the past few years mm-hmm. that he's hidden some gems and that he's about to put them to the forefront. Yeah. All right, here we go. The leaders will have supernatural grace to wear the crown of leadership. Garments will change with a new formality of honor, grace, humility, and strength, becoming the next focus in building my kingdom, says the Lord. And then I heard a crack in the atmosphere and a light flashed in front of me. I saw a sword moving swiftly through the atmosphere. And suddenly my eyes saw something supernatural. I saw thousands of people running toward that flash in the atmosphere. And when I looked again, I saw more and more people coming toward that sword. And then I saw these words written, 
Justice is mine, says the Lord. So good. Vengeance is mine, and I will repay. Wow. So good. It is. God's been praying for that for a long time. Yeah. He's going to take care of all the evil Mm -hmm. down to the very last detail. He sees and he hears all of it, and his justice is coming. All right. So that is only four. That's only four prophetic words that I got from Elijah mm-hmm. Street or ElijahList.com. Sorry. There's so many. There's so many. And, you know, sometimes there are two or more a day that are uploaded to the website. Yeah. So God is speaking. That should encourage you because it means that there are many prophets that God's speaking to right now. He wants us to know that He's in this fight with us. Mm-hmm. God has got us covered. He will not be mocked. He is a God of justice and He will take care of the ones that are trying to cause harm to His children. He will continue speaking through His prophets to give us revelation on what he's doing, as well as encouraging us while we're in the middle of this battle of good versus evil. You know, these new wineskins will be filled with all the things that he has been preparing us for. New inventions, new blueprints, new strategies, his truths, his wisdom, new territory, new mindsets, and so much more. You know, Laura and I both, and other prophets too, have talked about the the new that's coming, the mm-hmm. inventions, the, the, the blueprints. Mm-hmm. It's coming, guys. You know, we just have to line it up. Like it's, a lot of our thing. We're not getting prepared for doomsday. No. We're getting prepared for a new day. A new day. Mm-hmm. A new era. Right. The best thing any of us can do to make sure we are prepared for these new wineskins, this new era, and the kingdom age is to find out what God's doing and join him. Spend intimate time with him. Listen to his prophets. Study his word. He will show you all that he's doing, and you'll be amazed. Mm-hmm. And we hope you learned some valuable tips today on how to equip yourself to walk in your new wineskins. In our next episode, we're going to be talking about the armor of God. All right. Awesome. We just want to close with this scripture from Psalm 143, 8-10. Let me hear of your unfailing love each morning, for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk, for I give myself to you. Rescue me from my enemies, Lord. I run to you to hide. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. And may your gracious spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. And I'll just add, I pray this to the Lord each morning. You do? Yeah. I didn't know that. I say, let me hear of your unfailing love to me this morning as I come to you in prayer. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really beautiful. I, that is. That's amazing. It's does David, you know, it's his heart. He does. He and had he had a heart, heart after, for, yes. you know, he was a man after God's own heart. Yeah. And so I'm like, I want to be like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so good. All right, so today's episode was edited by Caitlin Beck. We appreciate all you do for us. And again, we want to reference ElijahStreams.com and ElijahList.com. There are many amazing prophets that we talked about. You can listen to or read what that will encourage you and help you understand where we're at today. Yeah, you can go on their website and you can sign up to get their emails yep. and then get those words in your in, you yes. know, inbox all the time. Yes. All right. Before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. And also, please subscribe. We would appreciate it very much. Yeah, we just want to thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. And we'd love to hear from you. So email us at puretruthpodcast3 at gmail.com. All right, please visit our websites. Mine is kathyzaka.com. Mine is laurapotter.us. And mine is susanoffin.com. And we hope you'll join us next time. And remember, live thirsty. Thank you, and may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may his face shine upon you and give you his peace. All right, until next time. Susan, Laura, and Kathy.
I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Electric Ass.